chicka wow, chicka wow, chicka wow, chicka wow. I decided to do a, a guitar intro. Welcome to Mandemic Mondays. It is the only podcast hosted by best friends who have absolutely nothing in common except their name. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. We are the Mandys. Actually, the Mandys. <laughs> and each week we will be... There's re- two of us. Yes. We will be reviewing, debating the latest Netflix release and whatever else we are doing to stay sane during these less crazy times, I have to say, that we are mm-hmm. still going to call because it's <laughs> trademarked and we love it. The Mandemic. The Mandemic. Oh, God. Nice to see you. Do we need to talk about the fact that you've been cheating on me or are we just going to sweep that under the rug like we would in my family? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> It's been it's been a hiatus. There is no Megan. Mm-hmm. Megan, she said to you, you didn't love her. It was just a fling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was wonderful. And even the last episode got up the guts to actually disagree with you. So I'm very proud of her. Is she a dream? Are we the luckiest? Yes, we are the luckiest. She was really good and smart. And I just want you to know, don't get used to that shit because I am not going to bring any of that well thought out. Well, I read reviews and I actually did my research. You know, that's not how I roll. The bullshit is back. And (laughs) (laughs) the the bullshit know-it-all is back. I'm just lucky that now I'm the smart one again. I mean, Meg really makes yeah, me feel like a and I'm dumbass. I'm one. Oh, here. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No. And she's, you sounded a little like a dumbass when she was next to you. That's why I was like, I got to get back. No, I'm kidding. You did not. You never sound dumb. It's totally- You guys sounded just really smart together. Well, it was very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> we love Meg. Mm. We're so grateful. And now we're over her. Yes. So, man. Yep. What uh what yep. have you been up to this month? Anything new? <laughs> oh god. I don't know. I what did I do? Let's see. Yesterday I walked the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then the three weeks before that I made a feature film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what'd you have for um, dinner so, yeah. last night? What'd you have for I, it, dinner? <laughs> burritos. I've had burritos <laughs> every night. I wonder if that's why I have stomach issues. Um, (laughs) It's very hard to transition back into the real world of mothering and being a human being when you've been on set for three weeks. But it was 100% incredible. Lifelong dream come true. I had so much fun directing comedy. I It was just like dreamy and fun. And we were all at a summer camp and we had a blast. And I hope the movie's one-tenth as good as the experience was. It will be. And it's I'm really fun. so happy for you. And <laughs> thanks. I, I did a little research and talked to Mandy before we recorded a few days ago. You think maybe there were some onset hookups. Oh, yeah. I'm not definitely. asking you to name names yeah. unless you're willing to, which I would love. I am not willing to name names. And also, you know, I'm terrible with names. I'm very <laughs> in the present moment. So I've already forgotten all those people. <laughs> no, um, I... I had a job to do, so I wasn't as privy, but things got back to me a little that maybe some people that we were very happy might hook up did, I think. And like, God bless them. You're in the woods. You're gorgeous. Go for it. Um, And then also there was, I think there was maybe like a thruple that happened. (gasps) I can't speak certainly about that because I, I know I love it. I am telling you, this whole production was so woke. We 
I mean, we had all the sexualities represented both on screen and off screen. There were there was a lot of ma- there's masturbation in my movie. And I got to tell you, it was very funny because like the first day on set, the actress, you know, we're all like, all right, so Abby, you're going to masturbate now and we're going to like close set everyone. Please mm-hmm. be respectful. People away from the monitor. And then like by day 16, we're like, can you diddle while you're walking in the field? Can you diddle while you're eating a hot dog? That's great. So the, I mean, the film was, was autobiographical. We were just com- <laughs> is what you're saying. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, I would say it. I would say it represents my views of self-stimulation. Did I tell you that my daughter read the script? So that was fun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I I come, she reads in bed every night, you know, before she goes to sleep. And I come in and I'm like, what are you reading? And she holds it up from under the cover. She goes, your script. And she goes, mom, I have some questions about the first scene. And to be honest, it was a great icebreaker because Good. I needed to talk to her about masturbation. I just wasn't going to bring it up until she did. And uh, we had a great conversation. It was lovely. And your daughter so is 32. Now my girl's Just ready so that the listeners know, 32 <laughs> years old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And a hooker. Wow. <clears throat> so. So it's time. It's time for that. She's talk. not a hooker yet. <laughs> yeah. I definitely. couldn't be more thrilled. I can't wait to see the movie. I uh, truly, I can't wait. Uh, it is called Just Plus None. And now you're Mm -hmm. heading into post. We are with the editors already started editing. Are you aiming to make it? It's going to be great. Two and a half plus hours of the same thing over and over and over again. Is that something you're interested in? Because I, if so, you might want to (laughs) watch Army of the Dead. (laughs) Oh, funny. You should mention that. I did. And here's what I will say. It definitely, my experience being on a movie set and trying to make pictures happen on a screen definitely informed how I watched this movie totally differently. Like, I was totally dreading watching it. Mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. Good. Except I didn't because because I was interested in the visuals of it. I was I was watching it as a filmmaker going, wow, that guy is very good at craft. Do we need to tell people what the Army of the Dead is? It's Zack Snyder's latest. I don't care. I just started diddling. When you said I watched it as a filmmaker, I just started diddling. I can't. You're welcome. Go ahead. Tell the people what Army of the Dead is. Army of the Dead is Zack Snyder's latest film. He did 300. I don't really know. To be honest, I knew nothing about him. I had to look him up on IMDb. I was like, who's this Zack Snyder character? And I was glad I didn't have to do a lot of research because he like wrote it, produced it, directed it. I feel like he was 10 of the zombies. Like he's just, he just does, he does all the VFX. He's the cinematographer. Like he does everything on his movies. Um. Oh, this is a total side note. But do you, is Deborah Snyder the lady who got um, mm-hmm. yes. honked by the, the in the, what, what's it called, the chameleon? Okay. Yes. Okay. Hollywood Kong Queen. Deborah yeah, Snyder, Zack Snyder's, Snyder's wife who produced this. Yes. Yeah. She, I thought that was very she, full circle. This, the Hollywood Kong Queen was calling people and pretending they were her and all of that. Yeah. Yes. yes. And she actually so, did thought, the interview for the podcast and she was great. 
Yeah. And I remember feeling a little like jealous of her and her husband and their amazing success and like how they have such a great and she gets to produce all these movies. And now I don't feel jealous at all. Now that I know what those movies are, I'm like, oh, Deborah, God, God speed. I don't want your life. I wouldn't want to have to watch rough cuts of that. But but it's a beaut. It's it's funny. I loved his choices of music, but I hate I hate violent movies. Right. Can can we stop at Deb, Deb Snyder for a minute? Yeah. I feel like her whole life is, no, honey, your <laughs> nose hairs don't bother me. No, honey, you don't look fat in those jeans, right? Like, she ostensibly, if this were my marriage, I would be like, oh, my God, he's making another three-hour epic, <laughs> violent, awful, self-indulgent, self-indulgent movie, and I've got to yeah. produce it and you know, and support it. You know what's interesting about that, though? And Patrick tells me this shit all the time because I'm going to say it. His co-star just did a super violent action hero. He's an action star movie. And it did really well. Yes. And And I said to him, what is the point? We've seen this movie a gazillion times. What is the point of just continually producing ultra uber violent content? And he's like, somebody wants to watch it. And I was really like... I, I really, my in watching this movie, which, by the way, I couldn't just sit and watch. I had to, like, have it on my phone and wander around the house. So you're welcome, Zack Snyder. That's how I watched your masterpiece. But I was like, how dead inside do you have to be <laughs> to be able to sit there and be assaulted by the vicious, terrifying, ugly nastiness and, and the acting? I mean, oh, my God. Woo! It, it was... Yep. It, yeah, I, it's sounding like maybe we we agree. <laughs> we Which agree. Is unusual. However, yeah. we may have watched it under different circumstances. So I, um, I said to my boys, "I'm going to watch this movie," and obviously, I would never let Casey watch this. And Jer was like, "I'm out. I, there's no way I can sit through it." And I was like, "Okay." I shook a big martini and went up to oh, the bedroom. Okay, so. I take notes as I watch our movie and and progressively the notes make less and less sense as I go. So I just want to be upfront that by the end it's like, you know, bloobity bleep and kitty cats. And I don't know what any of that means. But before frame one, the movie says extreme gore and violence, but limited sexual content and brief nudity. And I was like, fuck. That is my least favorite warning. I want nudity and sexuality and drugs. I don't want violence. So I knew before the first frame that I was in for a hellish ride. Yeah. And I was really annoyed by the limited nudity, too. I was like, okay, there's the showgirl's tits. And not even well used, like just under the opening credits. Like, you're just showing tits to show tits. Like, come on, dude, you have to do better. But I don't know. In the longest opening credit sequence ever. (laughs) Longest, dullest opening credit sequence. Oh, great song. Great song, but also this is where we kind of disagree because I actually was like, oh, opening credits. I didn't need to watch it because I don't like violence. Once again, it's not fair for me to judge this movie because it's not my kind of movie. I, I am not dead inside, <laughs> but I I thought it was very clever. It's Viva Las Vegas. It's this song. 
And it's it's comically done. I mean, it's completely over. I mean, when they were gunning that one zombie down and it, he was just he was almost liquid where they just blew him apart, like top to bottom in this very splashy, bloody way. It was so I don't know, Reservoir Dogsy or it was it was so overdone that I think you were meant to laugh at the ridiculous. You, violence were, of it. you are playing it very fast and loose fast and loose with the word comedy here. Like you've used it twice now and nothing about this movie was funny to me. But uh, I want Pete at 1330. I want to hear this music, the cover of Viva Las Vegas. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn. So get those sticks up that there were more than the 24 hours in the day Even if there were 40 more I wouldn't sleep a minute away Oh, Viva Las Vegas Viva That is by Richard Cheese and Alison Crow, and man, is it good. Oh, yeah, And it got great. me in the mood. The music was fantastic. It totally got me in the mood, and then nothing else about this movie was good to me, but there were other times I was excited by music. I, I actually wrote down a lot of the songs and covers, and I want to listen to them on my playlists, but... Yeah, and, and the music uh, was but great. But I did not I find it comical. <laughs> The trailer implied it was going to be, you know, there was going to be some comedy. But I think oof. that some people think that kind of extreme violence is funny. And then at the end of the opening credits, then it ends with like uh, the mother who's kicking ass. Like they're all showing who they are in their real lives. And then they're all kicking ass and like gunning down zombies and loving their guns. And then at the end, she pulls in her like. I don't know, 12-year-old daughter, and then they both realize that they're going to get eaten by zombies. And I was like, wait a minute. It was funny till you brought a kid into it. Come on, man. Yep. It was beautifully shot. Times, at times it was. At, at 27 minutes in, to add to your point, I wrote, oh my God, this is so sad and depressing and boring. <laughs> 27 minutes into a zombie apocalyptic movie. <laughs> Two I thought it was supposed hours. to be like, full of action. I was so sad and bored and depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that the mom and the, oh, it was, it was soul crushing. Yeah. This was yeah. one of my first zombie experiences. The only other ones I've done were comedies like Zombieland and um, Shaun of the Dead, which Shaun I Shaun of the Dead. See, for a second, I actually, after those opening credits, I thought the guy did Shaun of the Dead. That's why I looked him up on IMDb. I was like, is this that same guy? Because it has that funny, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then there was also the ridiculous, <laughs> the ridiculous part where the woman, the beautiful Latinx woman is like, I always had feelings for you. And I just thought maybe this time. And I was like, you did? <laughs> you, you had feelings for him? I must have been. I must have been taking a sip. I don't even remember that part. <laughs> yeah, I was oh. like, oh, I, I didn't see that coming. And I don't think anyone else did either, sweetheart. Like, he couldn't have known you had feelings for him because I certainly didn't. It it was really, it was very, For yeah. David Bautista? 
Yeah, that guy. For, he I, makes me uncomfortable. You, he so makes me thick. so uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I actually yeah. thought like instead of talking about the movie, it would be fun to play a game of like, what are the top three things you'd rather do than sleep with David Bautista? <laughs> or it's like Dixon hmm. Bautista. He's got like three first names. He does? Look at the research department coming through. <laughs> I Googled. I looked him up and found out he was a wrestler. That makes sense to me. Because honestly, I was like, why is this guy? Why? But he was in, um, what was his other movie? Was it Guardians the Avengers? of did the he... Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, which I also did not see. No, nor have I. So to me, he's he's a brand new entity. But to most of our listeners, they're rolling their eyes going, Jesus, cheese yeah, and rice, ladies. Like he's a well-known <laughs> action star. But to me, it's, you know, he was neither here nor there. Yeah. I appreciated the effort at diversity. There, You know, the cast was multicultural and I appreciated that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the the big news story about this movie before we watched it, which I knew because I was on an episode of the uh, SatMat with the film board and they yep. told me that Tignataro. <sighs> oh, yeah, she was actually funny. Subbed in at the last minute and <sighs> that it was Chris D'Elia, the the I don't know how to say his name. Chris D'Elia, D'Elia. He's a comedian who got in trouble for engaging with underage fans. <gasps> I and love the hand motions. No one could see the hand motions that you were just doing, but that was a very, I couldn't tell if it was like a <laughs> scissor or if you were doing the, the <laughs> sign language for fu- like or fuck or if you're making sourdough bread. Like that was really, it was all, and maybe it's all those things. <laughs> Packing a bag of candy. Yes, I wanted it to be all encompassing. <laughs> Because I don't know the exact charges against him, but he is not a nice guy. So Zack Snyder pulled him from the movie post after they shot. Pulled him, went back and reshot on green screens with Tignataro. And when you know that, it makes it more interesting. Because in her first scene at 2825, Pete. The hell brings you here? That was a job. Sucks ass. What are you guys doing here? We are putting together a crew for a job. Yeah, what does it pay? Well, it pans out. We make $2 million for one day's work. $2 million. But That's my share. That's just for me. $2 million if it pans out. 100%, I'm in, yeah. You don't want to know, you know, the risks or? Why would I want to know the risks? $2 million, it's a lot of cash. Listen. I hate my life so deeply. If I had $2 million, my life would change drastically. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You sure you don't want to know? Uh, I bet it has something to do with a helicopter. Yeah. I'm the helicopter guy? Yeah. Yeah. Where do I sign? Okay. I'm in. Thanks, bud. I see you, bud. She hasn't changed, that's you. No. So where does that? Come on. Next one's on me. They do some flawless ADR work where she comes out. And if you notice, you only see her in solo shots. And then (gasps) she's like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'll kill zombies with you. And then they show David Bautista and the other woman whose name I don't know. And they go, yeah, she's always been weird. Yeah, she's cool. Or whatever. They say something about she, she, which everyone just heard the clip. So they know. But 
it was clearly ADR'd. And oh, it my used to God. be PE. That is some fat. First of all, that's fascinating movie trivia. And I, I mean, I won't go back and watch that again. But now I want to. Never. I mean, I, I can't. I, my eyes are still burned from the first time. But like, I. and what's interesting yes. is that might have been one of my favorite scenes because I think Tignataro is really funny. And I was very glad that they, I thought it was an unlikely choice, but I was glad that they did it. I like her a lot. But my question to you is why the hell would she do this? I don't know. I, oh, I do know. Do you want to know why? Do you know how much money you make as a stand-up comic? Or, I mean, like, Tignataro doesn't mind having a boat. She seems like that kind of person. And this is boat money. I mean, this is going to be a mm-hmm. giant, I assume she got a huge payday. Who, uh, well, the guy, Garrett Dillahunt, who's actually a pretty, he's got a great career. What's he doing in this movie? Oh, my God. It was so it was funny. weird. He got torn apart by a zombie tiger, which I I have to say, I mean, I fast forwarded because I was like, okay, come on, we get it. We get it. Zombie tiger's going to eat him. But I, that zombie tiger eating scene went on for a while. So long that at the end of it, I was mm-hmm. like, well, Garrett must be having a pretty fun time. I got to ask him how, how it was getting torn apart by a zombie tiger. Seemed interesting. Well, <laughs> if you get invited onto his boat, you can ask him. <laughs> I like But I will be on Tignataro's boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, at least we both got boats out of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Maybe next time there's, an, there's yeah. a movie like this, we can, you know, we'll just agree to watch an old classic. Can we, can't we review an old classic? Like, I mean, the pandemic's almost over. I think next Tuesday <laughs> is when they've decided. Um, <laughs> I, I love that idea. I, I can't do this to myself again. This was two hours and 30 plus minutes of just blood spurting. It, you just get so desensitized. And yeah. I'm not going to get political, but then you wonder why our culture is so violent and desensitized. Oh, yeah. And please, if you are a, a fan of this genre and of this film, please reach out to me on social media at Mandy oh. underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens and explain to me because I don't get it. To me, it's yes. vile and hateful and I don't understand wanting to watch people and creatures die yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, and also also reach out to me at Mandy Fabin so I can block you because I think you're sick. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm j- not the I'm by never- a moment I was hoping for, but <laughs> <laughs> I would never block someone who I look, Patrick loves horror movies. I I, you know, I just don't. But zombie movies and know. horror movies I feel are very different. Zombie movies are literally about how yeah. many different ways can we see blood spurt out of a creature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see the bit where she's holding the queen's head? Sorry for spoiler alert. Is that a spoiler alert? I don't know. She's holding the queen's head. Now that part, I was like, well, that's very, that's a very interesting twist. (laughs) I did not see that coming. Uh, The queen looked like those videos I send you of the Holderness family, the (laughs) lovely uh, husband and wife who make the funny songs. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I do. And I don't know if Uh, they would love that comparison. <laughs> but the queen looked just like the the lady Holderness. I don't know her last name, her first name. I oh. apologize, but uh, it, I, it was very funny. I actually thought the queen was going to be Dave Bautista's wife, whom he had to kill in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I, it looked mm-hmm. like that to me. But I am 
next level compared to these screenwriters because <laughs> I, I wrote down like I wrote down don't you need to justify things or explain things? <laughs> I should write a movie like this. If if the answer is no, you don't in a zombie apocalypse movie. Yes, then... definitely. Nope. You just have to make it look cool and find cool new ways to blow up shit and eat people. And then like, I, you know, and then have the ending, like have the ending where like a girl has to shoot her father and break down in, into tears, which is kind of ironic because I actually saw my dad this weekend for the first time in like, I don't know, years. I did. I know. Look at that face. He came to visit me. Oh, we have to take that offline. Wow. OK, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, people. But then I watched There's this a movie. I watched this movie about a girl having to shoot her dad. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I get it. And I don't. <laughs> no, I just like, what would it be like to have a zombie as a father? Oh, wait, I already know. Wait, no. Uh, uh, kidding. <laughs> he, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> this episode brought to you by BetterHelp.com. <laughs> there were so many scenes that I know were intended to pull at our heartstrings and failed. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't care that, you know, about the shooting of the dad and like the uh, at. At an hour and 17 minutes, you know, she's like, it's the fact you killed my mother. And it was like this big emotional scene. And I was like, oh, my God, I started to diddle. Like, who cares? Well, of course. But here's the thing. Like, we saw the scene where he killed her mother and her mother was right. a zombie. Like, what? I don't yes. understand that. Like, that is what what was her expectation there? <laughs> I don't understand this illogical emotionality. Right. And so now 77 minutes in, we're supposed to care. I know. I, I that, Well, to be honest, I thought that's where the comedy came from. You know, I all those like, <laughs> I did. I was laughing because it's like, okay. Yeah, right. You're in love with them. Okay. You missed the German guy. They had a sweet little thing. The, the really hot guy that I really wanted him to come back and date the daughter. I don't even care what kind of age disparity they might have. He was so hot and I wanted the him German to come back. The German guy? And... No, 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 not the German guy, the black guy. I forget his name. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, well, he was played by Omari Hardwick, I believe. Oh, yeah, I Jesus wrote that Christ. Down, He's so he was very good looking. Handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted, like at the end, I kept waiting. I was like, I was like, but oh my died, God. he died, right? Well, no, no, you didn't watch the end oh. of the movie, Mandy Clapley. No, Clavins. I was drunk. I watched it, but I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. I no, was... at the end, they're the only two still alive. It's the daughter and the black guy. And I oh. was like, fucking A, black guy's going to come in and save the uh, motion weirdo motion daughter who ran off into zombies to rescue. Uh, that was insane. Every time she did that, I was like, no, you would not. Stop it. No one's that brave. Nobody. And not you. Yeah. You're a volunteer at a refugee camp. Anyway, <laughs> I guess maybe that takes bravery. Right. But anyway, I wanted him to sweep her off, <laughs> off sweep her off her feet. And then, it, no, at the end, he's, I'm going to blow it for everybody. Because anybody who listens to this podcast isn't going to watch this movie. <laughs> but he's bitten. It's like a sequel. It's waiting to yeah. be a sequel. He got bit. So he's a zombie. Those blonde Dear stewardesses God. are going down. Uh, but. A sequel? No. No. Who do we write to? Write to your senators. Do something. <laughs> right? Let's prevent uh, this, people. Ever since Biden got elected, I don't even know who that is. I'm. It's back to normal. You know what I mean? It's like pre-pandemic times. I'm kidding. I know my senators. Yeah, we can just, we can stand down. 
<laughs> we're good done. now. Nothing else needs to change in our country. Yes, we we went yeah. back to perfect, you guys. Everybody raised the roof. You mentioned very briefly you blew over the German guy. And I would like mm-hmm. to mention him briefly. His name is sure. Dieter. He's yep. played by the spawn of Anthony Michael Hall. I don't know how it's not Anthony Michael Hall's oh. kid. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's actually a German actor. And he is supposed to be the nerdy guy who can handle lockpicking and breaking into stuff. And right. Yep. He's the nerdy IT guy. Yep. He is built like a supermodel bodybuilder. And I have known a lot of nerds in my day. (laughs) None of them have guns like Dieter. Like, that was such strange, obvious Baywatch casting. Like, Mm -hmm. cast Jay Baruchel or somebody. Cast a nerd, you know, or... Or make the but character I, make sense for why he's so ripped. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice how ripped he is, but like I'm not as into body image as you are. Like I'm I don't see people. Yeah. I only see like their hearts and souls. Um I don't I don't sure. Yeah. But um it didn't bother sure. me because I thought he played a pretty excellent nerd. Like he was it was I mean, it was very forced <laughs> and so obvious that like he was gonna get on. I wish I could remember that Omar's character's name, but I can't. But he was going to get on his nerves and that they were partnered up in this, like, uh, grumpf. You know, he was right. upset with him as a partner. Right. Yeah, but it did. But I thought he did a pretty good job of, like, surprising, like, getting excited about trying to shoot a gun for the first time. I, be- I, I believed it. But yeah, he was pretty ripped. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. You, you didn't buy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was there to buy? Nah. They blew up Las Vegas. They dropped a nuclear bomb on Las Vegas and then had throngs of... It, the whole thing was ridiculous, I thought. It was caricatures. Yes. It meant to be like a cartoon or a video it was, game, which I also don't enjoy. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not for us. And no. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes mm. and it's doing well on Rotten Tomatoes and people are liking it and critics seem to like it and I don't understand wow. it. So let's just say mm. this was not made for yeah. us and yep. maybe let's just work on the musical adaptation of it. <laughs> are you in? I think I think Disney did a zombies thing, but we could make it. We could do a darker version. We could do it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It, it's crying out for it. Yeah, definitely. So how many manned jobs would you give this? Um, I mean, I always like to, I like to allow for the fact that it's not my kind of movie. But I did think it was beautifully shot. And for the genre, if you like that sort of thing, it was satisfying in that way. I just thought it was I was I just didn't like it. So I'd give it three man jobs because for what it was, did a good job for what it was. I just don't like it. There's other okay. kinds of movies. I, I also can't... don't like crippling dramas a lot of the time. I'm like, Ugh, so bleak. Kill me now. Don't make me watch it. Right. I can't be that generous. Uh, I assume it was well made, but I, it's I can't even fathom how somebody would enjoy this type of violence and gore. Yeah. But I loved the soundtrack. So it's going to get one man job for the soundtrack <laughs> and one man job for being diverse and oh, okay. making that attempt. Yeah. And then that's it. 
two man jobs. Yeah, but it's still, to me, it still really felt like a white guy movie. It felt like the white male gaze movie. Both of those man jobs are done with my left hand, so they're not going to be very good. (laughs) They're they're not, yeah. No, those are definitely subpar man jobs. I've seen it. Uh, uh, Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Um, (laughs) Mm. Sorry, mom. Anyway, (laughs) let's move on. There was a couple bachelorette parties. What? So, Mandy, you know what I've been up to besides shitting my pants? We'll get to that later. I've been checking out this thing called Letterboxd. It's letterboxd, B-O-X-D dot com. And you know why? It is like Facebook for filmmakers. It's it's all about film. It honors, you get to see reviews. You get to have your own account and like keep watch lists of movies because, you know, I can't remember a damn thing. So you you have your own account sure. and you keep track of movies you want to see. And you also get to know different filmmakers and it's and you get to, you know, do a deep dive on cinema with like a group of people who also share your love of cinema. But it's not super snooty. It's actually really interesting. No, I love it. You get to like connect with other fans yeah. and and people who have shared interests. It's like good reads, but for movies. Yes, it's a social network thing. And guess what? Your movie is on there. Is it now? <laughs> it is. I looked it up. 30 nights to save your marriage. Just 30 nights on, on Letterboxd. And it got good reviews. People people are enjoying your work. And it doesn't that feel good? Like, I can't wait to put my movie up there when it's done. Yes. And, and like, it's really, it really is a, a nice guidepost. Do you know what I mean? To sort of see what people really thought of movies. Like, Concrete Cowboy has one and a half stars. These are uh, your people. Yes. So if you want to get an account at Letterboxd, I highly recommend it. And you can do that now because, you know, anybody who's a Mandemic listener can go to our custom URL. Yeah. Letterbox.com slash pro and then use the code Mandemic. And that gets you 20% off upgrades to pro or patron accounts. It's free to join Letterboxd, but you really want the pro and the patron accounts to get all the cool stuff and access to all the features. Yes. And by the way, everybody should be buying memberships to things involving movies because we still need movies and the pandemic hit it pretty hard or the pandemic, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm psyched. And Letterboxd is another place I can go to stroke my ego when I need positive reinforcement for my craft. Do you need more places to stroke your ego? Not if you tell me I'm pretty. You're pretty. Letterboxd. What you been up to? Okay. No shock to anyone who listens and to anyone who knows me. I'm a crazy cat lady. (laughs) And I took my son, Casey, and my sister, Allie, who was in town. We all went to a place called the Cat Cafe Lounge in L.A. (laughs) where you get to play with homeless cats. Oh, my God. And I got to tell you, I've done it before. There's another place in Los Angeles called Crumbs and Whiskers, which is closed for the pandemic. And I pray they come back. But these are places that are really beautifully designed shelters where the cats are free to roam around and play and bond. And then you pay a donation to the place and then you get to go play with the cats. Oh, my God. I know. Do you get to they adopt They said to me, are the you cats? here to adopt? Oh. You can. 
or you can just go play. And they were like, are you here to adopt? And I was like, if there is some way to get rid of my husband, then yes, I will take all these cats home. Wow. But, you really, you would go full crazy cat. You would, you would ditch Jeremy and, 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 and substitute him with 16 cats. Yeah. Wow. I don't even have to think about it. I uh, love cats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh God. I, I didn't, I never thought of you like that. You turned a corner yeah. somewhere. You, wow. I did. I did. Okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad that was so fun. It's wonderful. Like, it's so cute. And Casey is so like me. He wants to bond with each one. And, and, uh, it's very zen. You, you form these little relationships and then it's hard to walk away and be like, I hope you find a home. But the nice thing is, if they don't find a home, they live in this nice, cushy, hotel for cats where they're happy and fed and cared for. So you don't, it's not heartbreaking. They're not trapped in little cages. They're living the good life. They're, they're Kardashian of homeless cats at this point. Why would you adopt little orphan Annie out of her placement? You know what I mean? Like, why would you adopt a cat that's living in a posh mansion for cats? That seems, that seems counterintuitive. I, per, I'm going to write sure. a letter because I think they should make yes. it dirtier so people will actually take those cats yes. home. I'd feel guilty. Oh, I can't see a beautiful place like that and then provide a home for one of those lucky creatures. That would just be, that would be downgrading. Right. I don't have as many kitty condos. So yeah, you're right. Not. Not nearly as many, although now I'm suspicious and I want to look in your garage the next time I'm at your house because sounds like you're more committed to the Don't cat life it. than I thought. Okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, yep. For years, I've been wanting to check your trunks and your garage. <laughs> now it's going to happen. Check my trunks. It's weird. We are so different. <laughs> I went to a place called Cat Kickers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you know they have this now where you just could go and just drop kick? No, no, no. I didn't. Um, it's like no, throwing I, axes. I've seen that on The Real Housewives, right? You throw axes <laughs> to get out your rage so you can drop, kick, yeah. cat, drop yeah. kick cats. That's very funny. Yeah, It's only the ones that are, you know, kind of nasty to begin with. I mean, they're not monsters. Sure. I don't, I haven't done anything <laughs> except sleep since I got back. But I will tell you, I've been having horrible nightmares. Did I tell you this? <gasps> that every no. time... They're not horrible. Now, like now that you've seen a zombie movie, you would think that that would give me worse nightmares. But actually, that was the first peaceful night's sleep I had because every time I close my eyes, I'm suddenly doing reshoots. (laughs) And it's those awful like, oh, my God, I don't know. What is it that we're trying to get? What's the shot that we need? And why? And and where's all the wardrobe? And it was there any and how am I supposed to like every it's the it's the most panicky, awful feeling. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, no. Everything's fine. I I made a perfect movie. It's all good. <laughs> I'm yep. kidding. I don't know if I made a perfect movie, but um, I, you made I, a perfect movie. But those nightmares thanks. are make sense. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I I've just been sleeping so much, and I did. I will. I can tell a story. It's not the best story, but like I did have an adult moment of. I can't even say, well, I'm not going to say this on our podcast. It's so gross. It's maybe grosser than the Zack Snyder movie. But I I had a moment. It wasn't a shart, but it might have been a lart. 
Okay. You know, I've had stomach issues, right? Like, which is so weird because I eat healthier on that movie set. I don't know why. Ever since I've come back, my stomach's been like, I don't like being here. And I was full on like in my kitchen and let out a little harmless toot that I didn't know was coming. And I swear to God, it was liquid, but it didn't smell. It was, Mm -hmm. but it was the weirdest thing. I don't know. I mean, this is embarrassing because I know I'm a sex symbol and now people are maybe going to be turned off. But <laughs> it it was, it was the weirdest. I've never had that in my life. I've had one where you're like, oops, now I'm touching cloth. But I've never, ever had <laughs> full on <laughs> liquid go down like soaking my pajama pants. Soaking my pajama pants. And I ran upstairs because I was like, this just happened in my kitchen and my husband cannot see this or he will divorce me on the spot. And this will be a real test to see if he actually listens to this. But you're talking about it on a podcast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, look, I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this. And I'm pretty sure, but no, he doesn't listen, but he doesn't listen to me when I talk. So like, it's okay. We, we worked it out. I mean, you know, so I can share these things, but it was like the most embarrassing horrible what just happened to me moment. So that happened. <laughs> Again, this episode brought to you by betterhealth.com. <laughs> oh my God, band. Yeah. Not what I expected. Well, not what I expected. Wow. Oh. You know, it's not something you expect. And and really, no. it made me really go, you know, when I had children, I thought, oh, I'm going to die now, right? Because you have a kid and you're like, oh, I'm a flower that's gone to seed. So it's over. It's just downhill from here. <laughs> and and now that I've made a movie, I feel a little bit like, oh, is that it? Like that was my last moment of grace and energy and delight. And now I'm just going to be like shitting my pants and <laughs> having hot flashes. Like that's, that's my future. Downhill. Yeah. So I'm glad I got it out of the way while I did. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, there's a band that you should check out called No Small Children. And it's a couple of, it's it's teachers from Studio City and they're really good. So you decided to open with larding instead of a band you've discovered that you like. I'm just saying it was a, it was a real shock. And if anybody please wants to tell me what the fuck that was, because I don't even, I don't know how liquid can come out of your body like that. I don't even know what Doctors. happens. Yeah. Please do. Please reach out. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, there All you go. Right. Mandy, tell the people what we're going to watch next week. Oh, God. We are so lucky. Really hitting our stride. It's it's just too bad that Megan's <laughs> missing this one, too. Um, it's called Blue Miracle. It's family feature. And to save their cash-strapped orphanage, a guardian and his kids partner with a fishing guy to try to win a fishing competition and save the orphanage. So... You know, it's got Dennis Quaid in it, and he might have been one of my first crushes. I I loved that he was married to Meg Ryan. I was very hot for him for a long time. I love the rookie. I think he's like a Trump guy. I oh, just want to say, God, I think no, that's really? True. So okay, <gasps> oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Well, it probably wasn't gonna yeah, happen. I killed but the now mood. It won't. All right. Well, join us next week. Yep. As we discuss Blue Miracle, and it'll be a Blue Miracle if we back. like it. It will be. Welcome back, Mandy Fabian. I love you. Thank you. Love you, too.